0: Hey, this is Chris from the Pace Podcast, and an appreciation to the Wheel Nerds for my awesome KZ1100. I'm going to go out to the garage and introduce this next episode of the Wheel Nerds by starting... Oh, wait. Yeah, it's
1: still not fucking here, okay? I can't start it. You know why I can't start it? Because it's not fucking here. So, Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 157. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And we're living like
2: animals. Like animals grubbing in the dirt and, and not carrying things in hard luggage. We weren't, what? I, I don't like not having hard luggage, Chuck. We're living
1: like animals. I don't think I like this. Yeah, I, I can relate I, to that. I don't know
2: how to carry my stuff. I'm, I'm I, It's bizarre. They make a thing called a backpack. This must have been what it was like in the Dark Ages. Backpacks? I wonder, if I, I wonder if I need to throw my own food or something. Tank bags? Yeah, I, I don't know. No windshields, no heated anything. No? Yeah. No no hard luggage. Jeez. I, I, so I guess your bike is running. Yeah, the band is running. Mm-hmm. Band is running. Loud as shit, per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I've been, you know, taking it to work a little bit and just farting around on it to see if it, it's still with the air filter in running lean. Okay. Um, which, as I'm looking at the headers and I'm looking at pictures of a stock bike, uh, it's not just the can. It is a full modified exhaust system on this thing. So it's not surprising me that it's running a little lean since it is bone fucking stocked.
1: Otherwise. Jetting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's a bit lean. So, you know, there's a bit of <laughs> on slowdowns and it runs a little rough at neutral throttle. Oh, okay. But, uh, man, does that thing go?
1: Yeah. I, I understand. I can hear you about the, uh, the luggage part. The sprint has, A tank bag that I stole off the Buell. Uh huh. And that is just big enough to fit my lunch pail, Mm -hmm. but nothing else. Ah, yes. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I go tromping into work wearing the the arrow stitch and the helite and my helmet. Yeah. Everyone's like, where's the fire? Uh, hey, uh, 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 spaceman. Space, yeah, I've been,
2: I've been using like... Please a...
1: stop stabbing me in the neck with that pen.
2: <laughs> I've been using the shoulder bag, which of course is a pain in the ass on a naked bike because it starts to the slide sideways could... and flap Like in the a wind. hipster. Like a
1: hipster, yeah. yeah like no, a...
2: I totally look like the hipsters now. <laughs> I mean, apart from the fact that my I'm, where, I'm riding what... One of the funny things I've noticed about the Bandit, I sat it next to like, there's a new one of those GSX... Uh, seven fifties there mm-hmm. somebody has, like the, the naked ish Gixer. Okay. Um, and a few others like a monster and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. The bandage is like all engine. <laughs> the engine is immense. It sticks out on either side of the bike like multiple inches. And you're looking at this and you're like, what's a big fucking engine isn't that? No wonder. And then physically it just feels so small. It's like it's like a toy compared mm-hmm. to the
1: strong, despite being just moronically powerful. It's kind of nice having a hot bike. Yeah,
2: it, it's kind of, it's, kind it's of entertaining. Cool.
1: But I guess yours is a lot smoother to, to ride than the sprint as far as the. Uh, the power in bend? terms of
2: where the power band is, yeah, the, the, the sprint where if you're in the right spot and it's spooled up, it hauls all kinds of ass, but you know, mm. there's that half second like, I am coming up and I'm gradually getting better. Um, just nothing like that on the bandit. Mm. You think about the throttle too hard and it's like, yeah, okay, I'll accelerate. Right? <laughs> yeah, you didn't want, you wanted to save some mileage on the front wheel, right, dude? Yeah, I got it, man. You, dude, we're there. <laughs> ben, it's, Ben, it's kind of like the bro bike, you know, wow. the bro bike. Like, it, it'll be like, yeah, dude, let's, let's get that front wheel up, and then, like, fist bump you. Um, so have
1: you had it up? <laughs> Not on purpose.
2: <laughs> yeah, so it turns out when you're tired in the morning, if you're used to the Stroms throttle, um, it, it's advisable to, uh, you know, pay attention. Pay attention on the bandit. <laughs> Mr. Captain Observance. Captain Observance. I'm like I turn on the I turn on champion of paying attention. Turn on the main road, there's nobody else around and I'm like, okay, I'll just I'll just go a little fast like I do with this drum and make it go rah rah rah. Yeah. And the bandit doesn't go rah it goes. <laughs> <laughs> And suddenly you're like, <laughs> at work, 8,500 8, RPMs, and you're going 60 miles an hour in first gear, and you're thinking, I've made decisions that I'm not <laughs> proud of. And yet you're laughing. <laughs> you're laughing
1: your ass off. Since we're talking about riding this way on naked bikes, this would be a great time to mention that this episode is brought to you by Helite Airbag Vests. Yes. <laughs> makers of safety gear to help you in case unfortunate decisions occur. Yes. <laughs> which Helite. Both,
2: which both wheel nerds proudly wear. HeliumMoto.com. Hi Nicole. We're good at this. <laughs> so one of our listeners sent us uh, something that about a sidecar, a GZ side, an MG sidecar. I don't never heard of the MG sidecar company.
1: Uh, okay. I'm
2: curious now what the MG sidecar company is. Oh, it's not an MG sidecar. It's a Moto Guzzi 850T3 with a sidecar. Oh, they painted it all white and red, my favorite color pairing. Oh, nice.
1: Oh. That's very, that is very Chuck, sweet. Chuck, I need you to leave the room. No, it's my house. I need, just, just. I need a little room. This is my time. house. Take, keep your hands right you, my house. Can I borrow a towel? No. Can I borrow a towel? No. I just, just need a little time. Get, get out. Just bike. Just get Oh, wait mean, little type? This is pictures of this bike. Good enough. You're not you are nowhere near you even know where this bike is. I don't I, it doesn't matter. This bike and I
2: are connecting
1: right now. Okay, so we're having a moment. It's a it's by a, a outfit called National Custom Tech, mhm, based in the picturesque town of Belleville-Perchin in Cartain. 2,000 feet above sea level in the Eastern Alps. You've got a ways to go to see this bike. Don't care. This is
2: gorgeous. So they got an old Guzzi. They put modern suspension on it. Oh, that's an awesome They fin. just got an absolutely kick-ass sidecar with a fin. With a fin? With a fin! And an amazing white and red paint job on it. Just it's gorgeous as can be.
1: Now, we've talked before about old bikes. Yeah, and... Is this bike updated enough for you? This is a 1975. <sighs> You know, if it runs I mean, okay it's got some the upgraded suspension, suspension
2: but... the suspension, the upgraded tires and stuff, that's, I don't know. This would be, this could potentially be okay. I mean, I'm sure the engine will be a Gucci and, you
1: know, it'll be a little weird, but. That does not look like a tot seat.
2: No, that's no totsie.
1: That is no, no that, that would that would have. That to is go. a piece of wood with, with a cushion on with, top. With, with, cushion? <laughs> no, that's just vinyl on it. <laughs> you cannot handle that, sir. No, I
2: would. I would. I'm I've already. Seen the you band on is seen already bothering me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you only spend ten seconds on it at a time. <laughs> <laughs> I live my life ten seconds at a time, mm-hmm. and then but, I complain about my butt. <laughs> but yeah, this is this is this is a gorgeous
2: machine. Absolutely gorgeous.
1: I mean, velocity stacks replace the airbox. This is pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Pedal. Yeah.
2: Nice leading link suspension. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole rig looks like an extremely well set up rig.
1: Look at nice that. Nice wide bars. On bike.
2: Yeah. And there's some, some like European hipster on it.
1: Yeah. He probably actually
2: just looks like that. He's in Europe. He's very intense. I'm intense riding the bike. I'm probably going about four miles an hour. You know that the torque effect on the Gucci wouldn't bother you either with the sidecar.
1: Yeah, there's another. We got another sidecar. Right? Oh, another sidecar. A, a Euro. Does it have cool paint job? It's it's a Euro 750 Tourist. Uh It's gray yeah. with uh, it's been painted with a red stripe. A red stripe. Yeah, it's a nice. It's, it looks kind of cool.
2: It but the stripe. It right. looks like a tourist where they cut the fender off. They replaced the headlight, which is okay on the newer ones, with a shitty little yellow thing. And they painted a stripe on it. Yeah, one
1: stripe. Sure. But what's wrong? with it? And look, they've converted it so that the the trunk is a seat as well. This could, this is a four person bike. That's a fairly popular mod actually with the Urals. That's probably that's cool. I this looks nicely done. Yeah,
2: it is nicely done. The seats I like the I like the brown leather on the seats because of course you know brown leather Todd instantly
1: likes that. Yeah, and that seat looks much more comfy <clears> to you. Yeah, it does. Any one, any one of those seats look comfier, except mm-hmm. possibly the, the pillion. The, the pillion is looking a little sketchball. But any mm-hmm. one of those seats, I can see you at least trying to heave yourself into. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and then asking for help. Yeah, it's, I guess the part, the part that, the part that
2: I see that is just I find very, very strange is the, the page that this is on. So the page this is on is talking about what an amazing custom this is, and I'm like, so it's got a custom windshield, a chopped fender, and a stripe. Custom and, seats and seats mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. that's it. I mean, great. You know, Ural a great canvas for you know that's monkeying t- around with because it it's easy to bolt crap onto. But like, yeah. I don't know.
1: So maybe nicely done up tourist, I he guess. Didn't, he didn't have you know a, a whole lot of money, maybe. I don't know. Could be fair, yeah, yeah. That's a nicely painted stripe. It is cool. I mean, a, this a, looks a cool. Single
2: red stripes go, it's it's an acceptable stripe.
1: Yes. You know, and it can it matches the theme on the motorcycle if it's single single red stripe kind of thing. Which is stripe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. This, is, this, is this is cool, man. Yeah. Oh come on.
2: It's all right.
1: It doesn't it doesn't
2: excite me, but it's a nice looking. You're you're racist against Urals now. Yeah. You are
1: you are totally racist against Urals.
2: I have been down that road and I've seen where it leads. And? And that windshield won't do a thing. (laughs) On that sidecar. All that windshield does is look nifty
1: and annoy your passengers. With four people on this bike, it's not really gonna go fast enough (laughs) to need a windshield. (laughs) Twenty-seven 28! <laughs> unless, unless the, that, that sidecar is just made for carrying children? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the rumble seat looks like it might be, but. 29!
1: Right. They won't need much of a windshield. I do, I understand the question about the headlight choice. That's, that seems odd. I, uh, yeah. So we took a headlight that was pretty good and we got rid
2: of it and we put a little yellow thing. Like, instead. I don't know. Is that- now, now the second lamp next to the headlamp to supplement it somehow? Okay, that would make a degree sense. But why of sense.
1: cover it? It looks like it's kind of covered up with a racing badge. Oh, yeah, yeah. They removed so, the, like, the this main headlight it it. to cover it.
2: It's made to look racy. Increase the poseriness Race-y, yes. factor. Racy. And it's got a plate on the side for raciness, too. Yeah. Racy. Mm. It's fast.
1: You're oh. going to race. hmm
2: 31!
0: <laughs>
1: Well, let's see if we can find a bike for sale with our ever popular classified section. Hooray! Yay! The well, only thing of consistency on this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, the first thing we have for sale. Ooh, a 1995 Freightliner FLD. Uh, this is a 1992. They're a bit inconsistent. 53 foot.
1: Oh, well, the trailer is a 92. Oh, the a tractor! Oh, tire. oh, it's a you truck get with the whole trailer. rig. Oh, that's pretty cool. You get cool. the whole rig here.
2: Yeah, okay. A, a 1992 53 foot Kentucky race trailer with a 1995 Freightliner semi tractor. Hmm. Um, has cabinets, lounge, observation deck, lift gate, blah blah blah. Tail lights are good. Yep. Uh, painted with Eric Buell Racing on the side. Um, airbags, heater hoses, airline. Yeah. Okay. And hero. And hero. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Painted oh. with
1: uh, this. This is the very truck that they would not let me take demo rides out of. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's part of a uh, liquid asset partners uh, liquidation of things oh, they don't okay. need anymore from EBR, yep. Yep. the giant truck that says Hero. <laughs> Apparently, they can't just paint it.
2: Yes. Well, the bids went up to thirty grand before it. Uh, it stopped. They're mm. asking a hundred and twenty.
1: Yeah. It's been on eBay a couple times already. It's been kind of cycling around. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, this is the EBR touring truck. Yeah, yeah. so I guess if you need a race trailer and a paint shop. Which is interesting because as of last night, last time I checked, Mm -hmm. EBR has 11 dealers signed up. Which shocks me. But yeah, 11 dealers. Um... They're all saying they're going to get bikes within weeks to a month mm-hmm. that will be available for purchase. And, uh, EBR itself has been posting pictures of people who have already bought bikes and I guess maybe picked them up at EBR. Mm-hmm. Um, is,
2: is, are any of these dealers the same dealers from before? I have to wonder because I, I don't know. I guess I'd be very leery as a dealer after the last
1: one. I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't drill down to see if any of them That's had been the previous. That's the overlap Yeah, if any of them had be previous. I, am, I was just still kind of shocked at how, you know, this is like a month into this thing. Mm-hmm. And they've got 12, 11.
2: It's going to be huge! I'm, mm-hmm. I'm surprised they
1: got 11 signed up, even. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure this was going to be... Well, you
2: know who they probably got signed up? They got <sighs> signed up the people who are used to having lots of little boutique brands. You know, so you've got like our RBMW BMW dealership, which does massive amounts of BMW, quite a bit of Triumph, and like Vespa, Gucci, mm. any of the Piaggio brands, like sundries.
1: None of the dealer dealers that were close to us that I was writing to about buying an mm-hmm. EBR, I picked it up. Mm-hmm. So I know those haven't put, haven't jumped back into it. Interesting. But, well, you could have the truck, and they've signed a. Uh, a Partnership with the racing team to get back into racing. Oh, because that's what they need to do. Yeah, because that's a good, good spend. That worked well with, for them uh-huh. the first time yeah, around. Yeah, it's a very and profitable, racing. profitable racing. operation. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that got them so mm-hmm. many, so much exposure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and publicity mm-hmm. yeah. and sales. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you race on Sunday and you sell on Monday. Yeah, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. But you could buy the truck and you could use it to go pick up a vehicle. You could buy the truck and go. Oh my god. If would like... that be in bad taste? <laughs> oh yeah, just
2: loaded in the truck. Which truck is it? Well, it says EBR and Hero oh on the second.
1: <laughs> just roll it in there.
2: It's EBR Hero and the biggest wheel nerds logo that has ever been <laughs> printed.
1: 12 foot high wheel nerds logo in the middle. Oh my god, if I was rich enough, I would do it. <laughs> I would proudly do that and just, you know. <laughs> order order an EBR and be like, yeah, I'll come pick it up. It's cool. Do you guys have a dock? <laughs> no, wait. I bet you do. And I bet my truck will fit. I think this truck will fit there. I'm sure everything will be. I bet you guys even have someone there who will be able to park it for me. Because I won't have much experience driving it. <laughs> Was that an AX I just ran over? <laughs> I'm sorry. Those are hopes, dreams. It's possible that this truck is the ALX. The what? The AX. The, this truck is the AX? This truck is the AX. It, does it transform? Yeah. This, this is actually what they were developing and they,
2: they were, they got, they got all crazy and they started adding things to it and adding things to it. And suddenly one day they're sitting there and they're looking, they're like, Hey, I think we just made a truck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shit.
1: Shit. I'll be honest. You? I'll be honest with you, Todd. Unless a machine transforms into a giant fucking robot, mm-hmm. I just can't take it seriously. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So that's what I'm hoping this truck will do. I don't think it's gonna. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't doesn't seem likely. Yeah, let's move on. We got uh, we got a better one here. Mm -hmm. A uh, gently used dirt bike, Mm -hmm. brand new chain, oil always changed with synthetic mobile, six hundred dollars asking price. This is a, a mechanic special. Just needs a little TLC. This bike was one hot running sob. It did have a small fuel leak. It currently does not leak fuel. I wouldn't bother with new plastic. Mount a two-gallon fuel can on this thing, some new tires, and you will be ready to burn up the trails. With a picture of a dirt bike on fire, completely engulfed in
2: flames. (laughs) This bike is no more. You know, there's a part of me that wonders if this was deliberately put up by one of our listeners as bait for the show.
1: This is. Uh, this reads like a how-to of bad classified ad. This is a. Uh, you know, I could see you know, it did have a small fuel leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's he's gotten bigger. He's very honest. It does not leak fuel anymore. No,
2: that's my favorite part about this: is at no point does he lie. Mm-mm. And the the title could be straight lifted from any number of completely rabbed out dirt bikes.
1: Six hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Someone will buy it. The going rate for shitbag bikes that don't run, and then you argue them down to four, and they act like they didn't expect it. Mm-hmm. How bikes. about for shitbag bikes that
1: don't exist? <laughs> <laughs> you know, shitbag bikes that have shuffled then off it's this then... mortal <laughs> coil. <laughs>
2: uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure what the going rate for those is. If it was still burning, that would be sort of a novelty factor. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, still burning. Okay.
1: I would sell this as like you know. Ghost Rider's discarded bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghost Rider backup bike from the movie. Yeah, I could, mm-hmm. I could do it. Nicolas Cage actually sat on this bike. Mm-hmm. that hmm. Would be good. Would be good. All right. Um. Let's
2: see the next one. Chuck. Motorcycle. Fifteen hundred dollars. This is a motorcycle for sale by owner. Showing hours are Monday, Wednesday, Friday, five to seven. <laughs> Sunday, five to seven showing hours this is a this is a motorcycle chuck
1: what the fuck is this come during
2: showing hours this is this is, is a, this chinese, is a chinese ninja 250 plum. okay that it is a motorcycle mm-hmm. this is a motorcycle and you know you just come during the designated hours
1: yeah where you can be killed and properly disposed of
2: yeah my favorite part about this ad apart from the fact that all it contains is this motorcycle is a motorcycle
1: motorcycle <laughs> this is a motorcycle motorcycle
2: <laughs> no shit I think my, my other favorite thing about oh, this no, ad right.
1: is the viewing hours. <laughs> it's not just the it's it's not just a motorcycle. Uh-huh. Look at that heading.
2: Uh oh, it's a motote Mot- cycle. motot, it's motot, a motot cycle. Mot. Motot cycle. Motod motorcycle. motorcycle.
1: <laughs> this is a motorcycle, but no, you said it's, it's a, a motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> I came specifically for the Motod cycle. <laughs> and you showed me a motorcycle. I am disappointed. Your sir. ad is misleading. <laughs> me and my fifteen hundred dollars are walking out. <laughs> Good day, sir.
2: <laughs> yep. So there it is. This is a motorcycle, and you know you like motorcycles, Chuck. I do like motorcycles. How do you feel about? Motot cycles. Motot cycles? Like, no, no, no.
1: No. 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 But fortunately, this is a motorcycle. Wait, there's more. There's, there can't be. There's a hundred, 170cc ninja scooter. Wow. $1,700. Price includes assembly and dealer prep. New and in stock. 170cc ninja style scooter. Automatic. Street legal. 50 to 60 miles an hour. 100 miles a gallon. Tag and insurance required. Okay. Use our layaway. Use our layaway. Because if you're looking at this, you clearly don't have the money to buy a real bike. Okay, so this is this is cool. This is this is one of
2: those uh, like scooters made to look like a ninja that are so popular in like India. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we're used for that whole scene in Torque on the dirt. <laughs> no, really, I think I think the whole think dirt scene in Torque was these things. These things. Yeah, dirt bike. Scooter, you made thing? up
1: to look like a sport bike. Oh my gosh, maybe, but that i, I don't know. I mean, okay, seventeen hundred dollars for this, mm-hmm. or
2: fifteen hundred dollars for, for motorcycle. Cycle.
1: <laughs> I think
2: I'd go with the motorcycle. I think the Motot cycle is winning. Yeah, I mean, I—I'm pretty I sure. I kind of hate myself
1: for saying, but I'm pretty sure that's a two fifty. Um, you—you you thought it was a two fifty too, right? Yeah,
2: that's a I, the engine size. Could be a 250, could be a 125. It's hard to tell.
1: The cylinder looks kind of narrow. but Who knows? I'm thinking 250, but maybe it's a 125. Yeah. I'm still thinking I'm taking taking that over the the scooter. But the scooter's so red. (laughs) The red just makes it...
2: (laughs) And look at that can on it. It's clearly got a big sport bike can. That thing is probably as commanding a presence as the muzzy on mine. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I pull up next to him. The can's bigger than the engine. And I rev, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, and I'm just like, I hang my head and cry. And...
1: <laughs> that can uh... is bigger than the motor. Well, sure, but that, that can makes so much back pressure it strangles the motor. Not necessarily. It might. <laughs> it
2: might. It might, in fact, be a large metal can wrapped around the real muffler, <laughs> which is
1: a tiny wad of cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is an actual beer can filled with hopes and <laughs> dreams.
2: Yes, filled with the discarded hopes and dreams of the motorcycle owner.
1: Oh man, so just we, open it up and just tears come out. <laughs> what does it run on? Tears and
2: disappointment. A hundred miles a gallon. Tag and insurance required. Which you know is like visit our showroom. <laughs> I really, really deeply wish that we lived near that.
1: Best, best quality, best prices, best selection, best service.
2: Not the best motorcycles. Nope. <laughs> well, let's end on a high note. Okay, end on a high note. This is- Whoa! <laughs> <laughs>
1: What are you uh, done? Someone bought the bike from the first ad and followed the advice to put on a gas can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh,
2: whoa. Uh, 2004 Derby GPR 50, $2,400. <laughs> this 20, 2004 Derby is in excellent condition, having less than 200 miles total since new Chuck Chuck the gas can, Chuck.
1: Yeah, keep going. I can't. It's, you gotta finish. It has
2: been lowered to a seat height of twenty-eight inches. <laughs> that's and, helpful. And, and it's got it. a
1: nut crusher. And Why does it have a nut crusher?
2: It's so you don't mash your nuts against the the plastic red gas can <laughs> that's strapped to it with a ratchet strap. <laughs> it's been stripped of its fairing so that I could fit the gas can and the ratchet strap on. it. Why? <laughs> it's a very small bike. we <laughs> will be a great bike for someone wanting a small bike. <laughs> <laughs> it uh-huh. has a six speed transmission and oil injection. The bike doesn't even has its break in miles completed, and yet the tank is mysteriously missing.
1: It's got a red plastic fuel tank. Do you
2: have any idea how dangerous that is? If interested or have any questions,
1: please call. Yes, <laughs> question the first. There are, there are, I gotta point out that that part about the dangerous is not in the actual ad. <laughs> Yeah, you
2: know those You know those signs that talk about why to fill the fuel can on the ground? Yeah. yeah. It's because a plastic fuel can elevated off the ground, perhaps separate it from, I don't know, I'm going to throw this out, rubber tires separating <laughs> it from the ground will build up a static With charge no, very efficiently.
1: No, no path to ground? No path to ground. It will very efficiently build up a static what charge. What could it possibly ground against? <laughs> hmm... Mm. What do we know that's conductive? Mm. What do we know that generates a little spark when you touch it? Mm. Oh, that's right, us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
2: Oh my god! It's it's a red, looks like a red two gallon gas can, mm-hmm. as as advised in previous
1: scary ads. Strapped to the uh, S- ratchet, it's nestled on. right in there. Nestled right in. It and looks ratchet like it was made on. for that. Yep. And he's got the little air vent off, so you mm-hmm. know good reasons so fuel won't ever splatter in your face while you're riding <laughs> my god <laughs> my god uh, i i don't i don't like the nut crusher on the seat
2: no and it's got this flat board seat with this little like up scoop nut crusher thing on the front of it yeah
1: no that's it uh, it it it, it and, mm-hmm. and uh god knows why it's got what looks like a grab rail in the back cuz Two People cannot sit on the stick. No,
2: no, and you notice that the pegs are mounted like
1: way aft of the swing arm pivot. Yeah, that's no, no, this, this is this bike is, is that not. a wheel nerd sticker on the fender? What, no, oh, okay, no, that's just a okay, I don't know. That was close, <laughs> that was a near thing, listeners. You need to like put up the shittiest rat bag bike for sale on Craigslist, put a wheels nerd sticker prominently on the side, and send us that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, a gas can, like a like. Let's a let us know who buys
2: the bike. Plastic gas can. What? That's so. Oh my god. Oh my god, I can't even look at it.
1: Get on, on the plus side. That should be fairly easy to fix. <laughs> it looks in fairly okay condition.
2: Yeah, apart from missing all the plastics on the tank.
1: Yeah, you know, replace the plastic or uh, the uh, tank. Easy enough. Well, you just go to your local derby. What the fuck is a derby dealer?
2: I don't know. This has a look of an AutoZone bike to me. <laughs> is what this is, looks like to me. Well, at least the gas tank looks like an AutoZone bike. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, let, let's be honest. You already bought the bike at AutoZone. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, hey, you want to get some more range out of that?
1: <laughs> I got an idea. We Check can this put out. a bigger tank on it. Check this out. You you sell parts? No, no, we don't sell anything. No, are mic. you kidding? No, it's listen to this.
2: This bike stops running. You just set it on
1: fire. I'm bad at physical science. So here, listen to this idea. Yeah, listen to you do. <laughs>
2: All
1: right.
2: I got cans in the back. Dirt cheap. Four <laughs> bucks a can.
1: I'm bad at math.
2: Uh, <sighs> yeah. Terrible. That's it's, uh... awfulness. Bad, bad, bad. So listeners sent us a bunch of movies, too. Yep, we got a couple things to watch. Mm -hmm. We have a crash video Mm -hmm. that we need to watch. We'll post on the site. So this is the uh, this is the video where the guy is riding his R six
1: and narrating
2: narrating in a dorky voice along the way. And you know he describes uh, all the awful things that happened to him, and then he describes that you know wind blew him into a truck. You won't have to watch very long.
1: It's about a minute into the video. Yeah, the mayhem begins. You know, he spends a minute of the video ta- complaining about the road and... Uh, Which looks fine, by the way. And how fast his partner's riding. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah.
2: And then he promptly
1: target fix X on a truck and crashes into it. Fortunately, he, he's hurt. Well, I don't mean fortunately. Thank God he's hurt. Thank God he's alive. Um, he's hurt. You know, I... I you know, I agree with you. I think this is totally... He he saw that truck surprised him when he came the around that. The truck surprised
2: him when he came around the corner. he, he couldn't took not stop looking. Well, the thing is, you watch his line. He takes a terrible line through the corner. Yeah. Apex is way early and can't see the truck. So he comes around the corner, which is not a particularly serious corner. And boom. Yeah, watch his line as he goes through the corner here. He's kind of outside. And now he's inside and inside and inside and inside and inside. Oh, my God, it's a truck. And Bam! goes right into Right it. into the truck. Yeah. Straight ahead. Straight up and down bike not leaning at all no he just target fixated like a mother on that truck yeah yeah and
1: man that sounded painful as hell listening Mm -hmm.
2: yeah i mean you're just sitting there on the floor screaming crying because it probably hurts like a bitch yeah because son you target fixated on a truck don't don't do
1: that don't think that was a wind
2: don't do that i wasn't there but just from the way your video goes no that that, that's i that looked like you that was that was classic (laughs) target fixation
1: yeah. Bad
2: line. Surprise. Truck surprised him. And when a human body gets surprised, the natural habit of the human body is to look at the thing that surprises you. Yeah. Which unfortunately make the motorcycle go right toward it like a fucking missile.
1: It's almost never
2: a naked sorority girl. No. No. Had he taken a better line through that corner, he would have seen the
1: truck real early and ducked in and gone right under it. That's true. Yeah. yeah. He seemed like he was kind of struggling just on the straight part oh, yeah, of it. Oh, yeah. He was struggling I think he was, he was kind of riding outside of his, He's riding, his comfort
2: zone. Yeah, and his comfort zone appears to be it didn't appear to have one. Student needs to, you
1: know, take a class. Yeah. Maybe you ride your bike. Maybe not get an, another R6. Possibly some, not. Something else. A, but uh, heal up. Superior choices. Yeah. Get better.
2: Feel better. You know,
1: uh, yeah. Yeah. Get, get back on the bike. Uh, the other one. So this is a commercial film. Okay. Like a commercial mm-hmm. They got sent to us. And I just, I couldn't stop thinking about you the whole time I was watching this. Really? Okay. Yeah. Why? It's
2: It's okay. Uh, so, it's a hipster film. It's very hipster. He's got
1: a royal enfield. Yeah, it's he's gotta got to have a
2: royal infield. He's got, like, random old shit in Vintage a garage. Vintage tools,
1: which is Vintage the only tools. way to work on a royal infield. Yeah, because you can't would...
2: do it with real
1: tools. Though. No, why would you do it with real tools? No, I would. a uh, spanner? Come on, get, get no, broken. No, and I... Naturally, the first thing you do when you walk into your garage with a Royal well Enfield is just start pouring oil into it. You put some oil into it. <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's a top-end
2: oil solution. It's a Royal Enfield. You're your carefully... and The thing that always amuses me about these is the lighting in them. It's so like, dark. Yeah, this is a badly how, lit garage. How do you see I things? I don't like this.
1: No, yeah. no.
2: I take, some, I take some solace in this, however, from knowing this. The guy who's in this video is clearly a model. For you know your alternative type of
1: magazines, hipster,
2: and he's probably getting paid a lot for it.
1: Yeah, he's definitely go him. Pretty, yeah, okay. Go you, dude. You know his name is Ricky Hall,
2: and he's got a pretty impressive beard.
1: Yeah. So this is yeah this is a commercial for beard oil.
2: Yeah. So he's pouring oil into his Royal Enfield with some rusted ass old fucking oil can.
1: Yeah. Um, Which is, is right next to his beard. You think he ever confuses the beard oil with the motor oil? I I don't know, actually. And then he that gets was... a sweet-smelling mm-hmm. running bike, and his beard is... Man, my bike smells sweet when it runs. That's kind of strange. James needs this. Mm-hmm. James, this is, this is a product for James. James, pay attention to this. Make Catherine sure you faucets. oil your
2: beard. Oil your beard. Well. Is that the thing? going places. You have a beard? I don't know. Do you need to oil it? Such oiling as my beard has is naturally occurring.
1: I, I never heard of beard oiling until, like, the past year or so. Is this the thing? If if you have a long
2: beard or mustache and you want it to stay in a particular shape, that's what you do.
1: Okay. Equivalent Meant to using d- hairspray. Kind keeping of it luxurious and, luxurious
2: and soft and you know, uh-huh. all that bullshit.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I have never roiled. And, of course, the no dude's ride. on a raw end film, which oh, I yeah. fully expected to explode at the end of this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, put the beard oil on it. Why couldn't he have been on a BUSA? I would have found this video more true to life if he had been on a BUSA. mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, a uh, uh, Gixxer. Mm-hmm. A Triumph Sprint with a turbocharger. Yeah. A bandit. Shitbag bandit. Yeah. Tons of noise. Whatever. Something. Not Royal Enfield. No, not by No one it. rides those.
2: No. Good on you. Good on you for getting paid for a beard oil commercial,
1: dude. Go you. Go um,
2: team.
1: Our guest this week are, is uh, Christian Dutcher of Americade. Mm. Let's get him on and we can hear about the upcoming Americade in June.
2: Fun motorcycle things I probably can't go to. All right. We're on with Christian Dutcher. Who is one of the organizers and really big minds behind Americade these days? You're like running it now, right? You're like the dude. Uh,
0: Sort of. There are are several of us. I'm sort of the chief dude, but there are several, several dudes and dudettes that that help make this thing happen.
2: The dude abides, chief dude. dude. Do you have like a plaque that says that on your
1: desk? You should.
0: No, but I should. I should have a rug on my floor. (laughs) He's ordering one
1: right now. (laughs) (laughs) The dude. They're going to see him tomorrow. He's just wearing a bathrobe and sunglasses. Mm (laughs) Mm -hmm. so americade this is like a huge show out at lake george new york every year um how long has it been running
0: 34 this will be its 34th year
1: 34 years holy
0: yeah
1: and you're yeah it was started by your dad bill right
0: yeah my parents both of them years ago
1: both your parents okay
0: my father thought yeah what the hell let's try doing this because he was in the motorcycle industry
1: Okay It
2: seemed
0: to make sense To do it in Lake George And mm-hmm. you started it Sort of as a lark And by golly It grew pretty quickly
1: <laughs> <laughs> And all these people Kept coming I made it out yeah. To America I think two years ago mm-hmm. um, That was like My own first And only time there mm-hmm. So uh, Lake George Is like a beautiful spot pretty soft. I used to in sail Georgia. there a ton uh, well, I hope you
0: had A good time here
1: I had a great time Except for the murder hotel I stayed in <laughs> <laughs> there are a few of those. It was very, like the shiny wood paneling and the the fifties bed and the 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 kind of shifty people that kept knocking on my door at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And
0: the rotary dial TV.
1: Yeah, it was really weird. The only thing missing was the vibrating bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone was watching me while I was showering, and I feel sorry for them. But no, I had a great time. I was amazed at, you know, just the size of this thing. Every time you sent me a picture, I kept, I, kept, I had to, it took me a
2: minute or two of looking at the picture to appreciate, like, is that? Because, you know, like, I recognize things in, like, George a little bit. I'm like, well, is that is Oh, my God. They go all the way from there to there.
1: Yeah. It's just the, the fullness of it with bikes. Can you give us some yeah. rough numbers of, like, what do you get attendance wise and stuff? Well,
0: that's the funny thing, you know, we, as, the guy who runs this thing, you would think I'd have a really good handle on what the number is. And frankly, we don't because unless you put a a turnstile on all the streets coming in, you just don't know how many people. And at some point it becomes a bit of a guess. So whatever you, I I always suckle when I see these big events. And if it's not a ticketed event and they're giving you a count right down to the person that somebody's guessing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what we do is we, uh, we defer to the police, the police typically, and it's weather dependent, but they'll say it averages somewhere between 50 and a hundred thousand people. So in a good year, we'll, We'll approach a hundred thousand, and a not so good year will be down as little as fifty thousand people, which is still a sizable event.
2: And it's still, still many, 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 many times the year-round population of Lake George.
0: Oh yes, oh yeah, yeah. It's, in fact, I think it's the biggest convention in Lake Ge- uh, in uh, New York State, but I'm not sure about that. And what's particularly notable is that people come for the week. We get a lot of people who come up the Sunday before the event starts and stay mm-hmm. until uh, that next Sunday.
1: I could see why. I mean, that Lake George is geared just for like tourists and visitors and stuff, so I, I could see there being a lot to do there.
0: Well, there's that. There's that, The thing that is particularly unusual about America, the thing that's really different about America from virtually any other big, well, actually, from any other big motorcycle event in the country, is that it's really a convention behind the scenes. There are 10 of us working year-round to put tons and tons of events together. So rather than it just being a uh, happening, that kind of happens around a race that might be taking place or something that is, um, you know, freeform, uh, this one actually has lots of organized events uh, that fill a motorcyclist's week. So that's why people spend so much time every day. They can do lots of different things, hmm. oh, motorcycling okay. things.
1: How would you differentiate a Mary-Kate from something like Sturgis? Because when people think of Sturgis, they think, you know the huge biker crowd that rolls in and there's like the parties and drink everything. Drinks and eats all the things. Right. all the Drink all yeah. the things, drink, eat all the things. Throw dollar That's tips at all the things.
0: That's right. <laughs> uh, you know, Circus is cool and it's fun, but it's very much a party atmosphere and it's really not much about riding. It's much more about getting into a place on your bike and then just and going nuts at this big party atmosphere. In America, it's very, very different. In America, it is much more about... Um, the sport of motorcycling. So everything that relates to and informs and makes us better motorcyclists takes place in AmeriCade. So you can ride more demo bikes at AmeriCade than any other event uh, in the country. You can go on more uh, organized rides at our event than any other event in the country. There are more guest speakers uh, providing more information, more rider training. Uh, our expo is the biggest single expo of its kind in the country. I mean, it's just on and on. If you're a real motorcycle enthusiast and you want to delve deeply into street riding, whether it be touring or cruising, AmeriCade, hands down, has more things going on related to it than any other event that's out there. Now, Sturgis is much bigger, as is Daytona and Laconia, Um, but they really are just sort of these free-form party things going on.
1: The demo angle alone in AmeriCade was amazing. That was my favorite part. It's pretty cool. Everything, yeah. Just uh, It seems like every manufacturer. Euro was doing demo rides at AmeriCade. Cool. And <laughs> you almost never see that where, but, you know, if you go to AIM Expo or IMS or something like that. But not Hannigan. Huh? Han- was Hannigan doing demo rides? Hannigan was there, but I don't know if they were doing demos. Sad. They, they had all their stuff set up. And, you know, keep in mind, this was two years ago. So <laughs> True. For all I know, Hannigan's throwing them into the water and saying, look, they float. <laughs>
0: Been, uh, I've been doing this for years, and I, every year I get a thrill when the big rigs come pulling in. Um, it, it's that's the that's the moment where it, the the event becomes that year's event becomes real to me. Even though we've been busting our butts for months prior to it, because mm. um, we frankly we start working really hard on the event in November. Um, but when the big rigs come rolling in, that's when I realize, okay, it's here it's
2: about to start November they start lining people up you know April-ish they're talking to goobers on podcast to you know hi chill the, the thing <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, just allow, allow me to ask because somebody always has to is about how the sausage is made so you you start doing the deals in November and are, are are manufacturers buying booths or are you just saying show up in Lake George and you're good do you have to organize where they can and can't go kind of thing how's that work
0: so, I mean, really, we start working on the the next year's event about two weeks after this year's event ends. Truly, um, but it's kind of low level minutia stuff. And then, as the summer progresses, I'll take you through the whole cycle quickly. Then, as the summer progresses, we start locking down venues, so we know many of the venues that we'll use. But some of the some of them may change from year to year. Mm-hmm. And then, as we get into uh, the fall or prior to uh, November. We're talking to advertisers and sponsors about events, the, the many events and the many different things that they can do to participate with the event. And then by the time that November hits, we are selling booth space and, and allocating uh, demo space and talking to the manufacturers about if they're going to come and what they want to do and how big a footprint they want. And mm-hmm. and uh, and then by the time midwinter rolls around, we are deep in the real um, specifics of the event you know for every planned a party for a hundred well you know we have a hundred parties for a hundred going on plus we have a few parties for thousands going on plus lots of other things so there are just thousands and thousands of details that uh, the whole team here has to pour through and then when the event arrives not only do does the motorcycle industry show up, but we also have a team of about 220 volunteers who come in for the week. to take a week, the week's vacation to come in and and help AmeriCade happen. They're all avid motorcycle enthusiasts. You have to be to take a week off to, <laughs> to work mm-hmm. your butt off at a, at a motorcycle event. Uh, but they love it. And it's uh, they love it because it's a lot of fun. And, and it's fun because we work really hard to make it a positive motorcycle event. It's really got a... A good feeling about the whole thing all week long, which is why you know we have attendees who have been coming to America every year since 1983. And, you know, they, sadly, uh, that population gets smaller and smaller every year because they're getting pretty old. But nonetheless, it shows you the passion that's involved with a
2: lot of these folks coming to the event. Wait,
1: is 1983 like 34 years ago? Yes. Oh my
2: yeah. God, I'm old. Well no, it's 38. <laughs> oh, <too> God. <laughs> You're, you're old, Chuck.
1: I, in my head, it was like the Chuck, 50s. Chuck, people what? born in the 90s can buy beer. Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of your volunteers, one of your volunteers is Quentin Lewis, and he helped set up the getting you guys to come on our show. And, you know, so I wanted to give a shout out to Quentin real quick. Otherwise, he will he's, nag me. He's doing. He's doing his job. He was the one who helped uh, me get to AmeriCade a couple years ago. Oh yeah. And when I found him finally in person I was like, Hey Quanta, I'm here, you know, you go, What are you gonna do? And he's like, Just just keep walking. Just just go. go. Just I'm busy. I'm busy, <laughs> there's stuff happening, I don't have any time for you. Go back to your murder hotel. <laughs> 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 Try not to get stabbed. Well, you know, it's, it's...
0: He is the uh, he's our podcast champion. He uh I'm sorry. he's the one who came to me a few years ago and said, Look, you, you know, there, there's this whole population of podcasts out there, and I knew of some, I knew of, some of you guys. Frankly, uh, I didn't know the, the breadth of uh, podcasters that were out there, so he sort of championed America getting more uh, in touch with the various podcasts. So certainly appreciate his efforts.
1: Do you find that there's a particular gra- demographic of writers that you attract more? Like more of the cruisers crowd, the sport crowd, the touring crowd, the like, hardcore touring crowd?
0: Well, it's uh, it, it, that is a it's a great question. It started off. Americade was originally Aspencade,
1: and ah, wings. exactly,
0: yeah. The Honda Aspencade was actually named after the Aspencade motorcycle event that existed out in New Mexico. Very long story short, okay. but that that event ended. This Aspen this Aspencade started. Uh, my parents bought the naming rights. From the fellow out in New Mexico, and ran it for a few years, and then decided to change the name to something that was more uh, multi-brand, you know, multi-company friendly. Uh, so they went to America. So it was really a touring event to begin with, but and, and the, the the event, because it was focused on a particular demographic, um, it did a very good job of of catering to their needs by way of providing lots of rider training and information and so forth. And then with the, the, boom, with, with the boom of cruisers, um, uh, it's naturally the, the, the population has shifted, you know, the demographics have shifted. So we now see roughly, very roughly 50-50 tours to cruisers. But we also see a fair amount of mm-hmm. sto- sport bikes. And as a perfect segue into what we're doing this year, we also see a fair amount of... Uh, uh adventure bike flowing into town. That's always been the case. You'll see somebody rolling on a GS twelve hundred. Uh, so this year we are launching this, probably our most notable addition uh, for this year, we're launching an adventure bike rally. So it, it is a full-fledged uh adventure bike rally running in parallel to Americade. So a few years a few a uh, oh, few miles nice. down the road there's a separate venue. And all things adventure bikes oh, are going okay. on there. Uh, it's kind of a world unto itself, but anyone who's participating with AmeriCade can choose to go over there, although they, uh, they've they got so much going on at the regular AmeriCade venues, they they may not, but they can. And then the f- folks who are participating at this other event, which is called Dirt Days, uh, they can freely come and go into AmeriCade. So it's they're treated one and the same. They're all within the same family. They can do all the same sort of things. But uh, the, the Dirt Days venue is purely a adventure bike rally, uh, event. And we've got <laughs> in its first year, it's got a lot of significant industry participation. KTM is coming in with two tractor trailers and their full street and enduro line and Jimmy Lewis, uh, uh, uh rider school coming out of Nevada, probably the best tra- uh, uh, probably the best adventure bike school in the country. Uh, they're going to be there. And we've just got a lot of very prominent things going on. Uh, at this first year event, and we have pretty high hopes for it.
2: So, out of curiosity, you, you so it became a bigger cruiser event. Have you seen it change over the years? I mean, I think of the what Chuck saw, and that's basically everything I know about Americade is the pictures he took. Um, so, how ha- have you seen it
1: shift over the years? They weren't all pictures of dead hookers, not all of them. <laughs>
0: uh, how has it changed? Let's see. It's kind of funny, really. The, the, the you know, in the late '90s, Harley Davidson came on strong. And obviously, they're still they're, they're the dominant <laughs> player in the in the in the industry. Um, however, there no matter what somebody rides, um, there is you know, no, no matter what brand people ride, there is a population of that brand of that brand's faithful who want to go on a nice ride and go to a nice restaurant and have a good meal, and want to sit down and listen to somebody teach them something that's really interesting about motorcycling, um, or walk through an expo that has quality vendors as opposed to sort of, you know, the fly by nights. And mm-hmm. the point of all of this is that while the demographics have definitely shifted within the motorcycling world, re- within the realm of motorcycling, there are these passionate people who, whether they're on a, you know, a whisper silent gold wing or on something that's created quite a bit more rumble, you know, a road king going down the road. Um, they they share, a lot of these folks share a lot. And it is that it is that common shared interest uh, that we fulfill, that we touch on, that other events don't. So the events definitely change as far as, you know, you see a lot more black leather uh, these days than, you know, matching colorful riding suits from, you know, the early 90s. Uh, mm-hmm. But the people underneath those helmets coming to our event really do have uh, very similar interests as they did years ago. And just at face value, it would be difficult to distinguish these days what that person's interest is when they're riding. What is, you know, stereotypically a cruiser. Um, so if you go to a Sturgis and I hate to stereotype Sturgis too much, but if, if, you, if you look at a Sturgis attendee versus one of our attendees, a lot of them look exactly the same, but the ones that are at our event really have a greater interest in motorcycling and, and in fact, we did an interesting marketing study a few years ago. We measured the motorcycling interest of somebody who's just on the street, a motorcyclist just on the street, and somebody who's participating with a, within our event. And the people within our event, they rode more miles, they bought more stuff, were three, they were something like over three times more likely to buy a new bike in the next three years. I mean, they were just much more invested in motorcycling. and um, hmm so while the, while the look and feel of the event has changed, with, well, as the uh, motorcycle industry has changed, we nonetheless still speak to that very committed motorcyclist who wants to ride miles and, and do more and get engaged and, and rub themselves up against motorcycling more than somebody else
1: does. But, so about the the adventure bike rally, let me come back to that for a second. Do you know if the manufacturers are going to be bringing side-by-sides and trying to sneak them as, as bikes?
0: Uh, you mean like a like a true side-by-side, a four-wheel side-by-side,
1: or or three-wheel? Uh-huh. A four-wheel um, side-by-side. No, when no. I was at, at the uh, Expo show, the AM Expo show last year, they were really focused on their side-by-side market.
0: Well, that's, that's an interesting thing. So at our at the Adventure Bike Rally, absolutely not. No, they, they will not be there. The, 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 you know, the, <laughs> the companies that will be there are KTM, Honda is launching their uh, Africa Twin this year, and the Africa Twin is making its U.S. Uh, – Factory demo debut at, uh, and I'll, you're learning of this. You are the very first ones to learn of this. They're making their U.S. factory demo debut at Dirt Days, which is huge. So, this hugely anticipated bike, Ooh. the Africa Twin,
1: and we're you're, we're the first to learn of this. You say
0: you are the first to learn of it. Take that to pace. It's uh, going to be public knowledge. You know, you're the first to learn of it, but it won't go. It, it, by the time this goes on the air, it, others will know because <laughs> it's going to be public okay. tomorrow. Um, okay. In any case, uh that's big you know that's huge still uh, first
1: what's that <laughs> still first <laughs> <laughs>
0: so um but no no side, wow, by that's side. Cool. They, they, the, the the this is just a venture bike so they would be very much out of place if they were uh um at the event
1: well, is BBR coming
0: uh no they were here I don't know. They were here in a prior iteration a few years ago. Uh Uh, Uh, Not this year. And uh, I'm not surprised that they're trying to get back on their feet.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was just hoping.
2: (laughs) So one of the most important questions we can ask, of course, is, Christian, what do you ride? I've got a few
1: bikes. I've got... Christian uh, Christian doesn't ride bikes. They're dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) He has a (laughs) (laughs) side-by-side.
0: So living in uh, rural Vermont, I have a couple of bikes that are well-suited for that. I have a a Triumph Tiger 1050. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm a taller guy, so I like taller Mm -hmm. bikes. That's an upright bike that sits a taller guy pretty well. I have a KLR 650, and then the bike that I uh, put most of my energy or at least thoughts behind these days is I have a Beta Trials bike, which uh, I just love noodling around on a Trials bike. It's highly entertaining.
1: Oh, wow. How long have you been? Yeah. uh, I
0: grew up in a motorcycling family. My... My brother and I grew up uh, in a household where our father was a pretty successful uh, uh, racer and then became, uh, you know, he, he worked his whole life in the motorcycle industry. So we always had motorcycles year-round. When we weren't riding on trails in the summer, we were riding on the ice in the winter.
1: Okay, and let me ask you this. Cause, okay, you're a kid. You're growing up in a motorcycle family. Your dad rides. Does your mom ride?
0: She has ridden. She rode okay. around. He rode around the U.S. on the back of my dad's bike as part of a promotional tour for Harley-Davidson back when he used to work for Harley-Davidson, but fundamentally, okay. she doesn't.
1: Okay, so it's a motorcycle family, like you said. Yep. What do you do as a 14-year-old Christian to rebel? You can't go ride bikes to be cool, because that's what dad's doing. That's, that's not cool. What do you do? That's,
0: well, that's a funny question, because my parents were, uh, they are great, wonderful people, but they were pretty nuts. And the way that I rebelled as a, as a youth was I was kind of normal. <laughs> you just, if you're just sort of an average kid in my household, then that's your, that's your form of rebellion.
2: Dad, I'm driving a Civic.
0: I aspire to a, a, a Taurus,
1: a Ford Taurus. <laughs> I have to go to the library now. That's right. <laughs> I want to become an accountant. <laughs> get out <laughs> take your books and calculators with you you and your literacy no I'm just kidding I'm sure your family is very literate but I'm because Todd and I have talked about that in the past it's like we've got kids and they're growing up and they're going to see their dads their old men just riding on whatever non-stop what, I mean what are they going to do? It's not like, you know, my 16-year-old daughter will jump on a bike. Screw you, Dad. I'm going to go ride with Billy on his butt. That's <laughs> slower than yours. Never mind. You're still here, aren't you? <laughs> Damn
0: it. <laughs> Leave me alone, Dad. Yeah, yeah it's like that. Uh, when you grow up in a household like that, that, you never think about rebellion. Because it's just like, what's the point? It's Your you're, you're, you're environment is already there. So you've got focus rebelling. your energy
2: elsewhere.
1: <laughs> <part>. It's repelling. <laughs> So, what kind of riding do you like to do when you're not doing a The trails riding?
0: I like to noodle around on that trials bike. I go over to my brother's house and hop on his uh, hop on his property and uh, try to get my motorcycle on.
1: Have you managed
2: the hay bale yet?
0: Oh yes, yeah. No, I've I've managed it. It's, it seems like an an innocuous little tool, except that I've already sprained my wrist and knocked myself out once. And uh, <laughs> but I I love doing it. So that's one of the things that I do. But my uh, my commute. Uh, is two hours. So it's through gorgeous, rural Vermont, and uh that's a nice way to ride as well, even though it's not purely on my own terms. I'm going to and from office and home. Nonetheless, it's a beautiful ride. And
1: Todd has such a perplexed look on his face. I'm trying to figure out the
2: two hours you commute to Burlington from. Where, where, are you, where are you? Like, Jay? And to Burlington? Damn, dude.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's... Uh- uh, Burlington's too great a town to not live in, and uh, Americade oh, uh,
2: operated yeah, out ones. of
0: uh, a mm-hmm. town so, near
1: Lake George. Yeah, here, okay, so. that's it. Yep. So, is there any, ever any kind of static or friction between Lake George and Americade? I mean, you know, for a week or so every year, you get like a hundred thousand bikers come rolling in. Some of them as are polite BMW GS riders, sure, but. Some of them are, are you know, Goldwing riders. Goldwing riders, uh, you know.
0: <laughs> Those damn Goldwingers. Uh, not really. Uh, you know, we've certainly had some moments, but by and large...
1: I mean, the parking's insane.
0: Parking's insane, but, you know, <laughs> Lake George is a tourist town, and we are their biggest tourist mm-hmm. week, and we're the event, we're the company oh, behind okay. generating... In fact, it was measured a few years ago. It was, we have a, 40, I think it was a $47 million impact regionally, uh, for the week of the and so that in its preseason, so it helps start their season about a month early. So, um, by oh, by and okay. large, they really appreciate the. And it's, you know, I might ask, it's a it's a partnership. You know, we we have to we do a lot of things with the community. The community helps us stage such an enormous event. So, by and large, it's a very good relationship.
1: So you can like stroll into town and kick in the mayor's door and demand. <laughs> Cocaine.
0: I think he's armed, so I'm not kicking any doors down.
2: So, so have there been any kind of scary rough years where things went sideways on you?
0: As far as, you know, like, uh, the, the event getting out of control? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> no. Everyone seems really nice. Yeah,
0: it's, it's an easy, that's an easy question. The answer is no. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's really just kind of the crazy thing. Uh, when you talk to the, uh, the police, they say, yeah, it's the nicest crowd they have all season long,
1: um. It seems very family-friendly when when I walked by. It was, there was lots of families.
0: Well, there, you know, we do lots of things, subtle and sometimes not so subtle, that make the event really interesting to somebody who's engaged in, deeply in motorcycling and really boring to somebody who wants to raise hell. So if you're a Hellraiser, you think, ah, Marquee—that's okay, that—that that's fuddy-duddy event. I don't want to go to that. And that suits us just fine. Just
1: nerds, exactly. Nerds on their wings. Nerds. But there were a lot. Oh, I remember. There were so many really attractive middle-aged women there in tight leathers.
2: <laughs> well, they gotta wear something to ride
1: in, don't they? It was amazing. I I was just like, wow, this is cool. I must be old now. <laughs>
0: There's probably a website for for you, so I, I encourage you to do, do a little googling. You could probably find
1: them online. Uh, I'm sorry, this, this is Utah, we've we've declared all of that a public health crisis. I can't. <laughs> we can't look at girls here. Let me. I'm real curious about uh, trial riding, trials bikes. Yep. That's essentially taking a, a small bike and making it act like a person. Yes. You you walk up things, you walk down things, a very agile, you're like, yeah, you're, because every time I see, the the closest I ever come to trails riding is that video game, Trials. Mm -hmm, Yeah. yeah. And it just seems so much like, hey, can I walk up that wall with a motorcycle?
0: It's crazy. Isn't that that pretty accurate? Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm not, (laughs) I am not skilled on a Trials bike. Let me just say that. (laughs) I've only been doing it for about two years. Um, but I happen to go to the, uh, one of the world, it's, it's mostly a European sport. Uh, but one of the rounds of the world championship happened to be in Rhode Island this past summer. And it was, even as I, t- even as I'm talking to you now, I'm shaking my head walking around the house because it was, uh, it, it was hard to fathom what these guys could do on a bike. I mean, truly, you would stand and you'd think. No, I mean it's not even within it's not within question. They cannot go up that. They will have to do something else. Somebody has made a mistake, and you can't route the course that direction. And not <laughs> only do they do it, they don't they do it without ever putting their foot down. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: It was. I mean, I I have a hard time just doing you know the morning commute before my clutch hand starts to feel antsy. I mean, did your hand ever fall off at some point? Just I mean what. What do you do? Do you just walk around with a tension ball all day in your left hand? Uh, well, no. I, for me, it's the uh,
0: it's 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 uh, forearms. It, it, it actually requires a lot of fitness. You know, if you have to be really uh, capable of push-ups, sort of like uh, you, you do a lot of pushing with your arms and with your legs to get the bike to bounce and move around. Um, mm-hmm. And but it's not, it's not grip, you know, because they're they all small displacement engines, uh, yeah, so okay. pretty light clutches. Oh, okay. And, and if you've never ridden one, they really are. A, they're. A, they're. I find them highly entertaining. It makes me laugh and giggle and frustrates the hell out of me, and makes me want to get back on there again.
1: Is anyone going to be demoing nose at uh, them days?
0: Uh, it's funny you mention that. We have uh, the Smodgy brothers who uh, had some fame uh, on America's Got Talent a few years ago, and they are Pat Smodgy is probably the best American trials rider to ever be. He's a eight time national champion now. And his brother, Phil is a, uh, is an, is an excellent rider and a, holds a, like a couple of world records and various things. He's a, he's a true stunt rider. Uh, in any case, these guys come out and they put on a heck of a show. Um, I know we won't have any ri- uh, trials training. Frankly, you know, so few people understand what trials is mm-hmm. it's kind of viewed as weird. Um, uh, but they put on a hell of a show, and when they do people are are truly amused and amazed
2: so so honest answer now now that you 've done trials riding, do you find when you 're at AmeriCade and you 're looking down the street of bikes all parked next to each other you 're thinking to yourself, "Yeah, I could ride over that <laughs> it 's never occurred to me, but it will now <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's, he's, now every time he 's anywhere he 's like yeah, I can ride over that. He's not going to ride over that. He's going to ride in between, in and out of each bike, just <laughs> flopping it around. Oh, no, from seat to seat is what I'm saying. <laughs> a
0: little off topic. If you guys have uh, the opportunity, uh, look up Tony, B O U, and he's, uh, he's just an absolutely phenomenal trials rider, and you'll see some things that will blow your mind.
1: This was a very important question to me when I was there a couple of years ago. Where should I go for pizza? In Lake George, New York.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, they do have a few t- pizza places in town.
1: They do, yeah. I was trying I was trying as many as I could, but These is there is there one that you, you recommend?
0: Uh, the one that I know is, uh, from the, my days in high school, I went to high school in Lake George, is Capri Pizza. It's centrally located in the village, and it closes at 3 a.m., which was convenient way back then.
1: Is that the one next to the tattoo shop?
0: I uh, know. It's next to an arcade. It could be next to a tattoo shop.
1: So Dirt Days is new this year. What else is kind of new for AmeriCade this year?
0: Well, every year we introduce new rides. You know, we send out uh, hundred, many hundreds of people out on rides in the Adirondacks and uh, in, in, uh, Vermont. So we, we pre-ride and vet these routes, and we um, hire restaurants. So we have a number of new rides going in uh, uh, into those areas. Uh, we also, as you probably recall, in the... Um, in the village you'll see these huge cruise ships and they cruise up and down naturally up and down Lake George, which is really truly one of the most beautiful lakes in the country. So we rent a bunch of those and send cruises up and we do different variations of cruises and we get motorcycle sponsors to sponsor all these things. So we give away prizes, uh, oh, nice. to the folks on, on board, which is, yeah, it's great. Uh, you can go on a cruise, you win yourself a nice prize. Um, we have new stunt shows, um, uh, Gosh, I mean, really, there's, there's so many different things that we introduce. Um, we introduced a few years ago a pretty strong music component to the event, uh, recognizing that, you know, you got thousands of people in town, and, and one of the nights they're really not doing much other than kind of hanging out, we uh, decided, uh, let's let's create a concert. So this year we've got a guy, his name is Craig Morgan. He's a pretty well-known uh, country, uh, country and western uh, star. So he, he's going to be putting on a big concert on Saturday night in the uh, – in the um, right smack dab in the village, which is pretty fun. Um, those are sort of the biggies.
1: Cool, man. It, I felt like I barely scratched uh, the surface of Americade when I went. So you're saying people should go to Americade many, many years in a row, Chuck? People should go, yeah, many, many years ago. Yeah, I, kinda, I, wanna I I want to go again. Like I said, I enjoyed Lake George. Let's do it. <laughs> I'd like to take, you know, my fiancé and... Because you know, as much as I like ending up at a, at a strip bar at like two o'clock in the morning, three hours away from Lake George, mm-hmm. you know, was, well the flights were was really bad. Mm-hmm. I had like this super early morning flight out, mm-hmm. and I, I just, oh, did you take the JetBlue to Burlington or to Albany? I don't even remember oh, what that's it the was. Worst. It was just it was like six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't. I was like, well, why bother? Why go to sleep? I'll just stay up all the way through <laughs> and find a strip bar to not pass out in. And that worked out okay.
0: Oh, good for you. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we could take your reviews indirectly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> um, no, but I would like, it would be kind of cool to go back to America and just see so much more. Because mainly, I just hit what seemed like the the main convention area? I don't even know what they call it, where all the vendors were and stuff. Yep. the main drag. The main, yeah. And it was just, there was just so much to see.
0: So You you had a very common experience. You, you hear about this thing in Lake George called AmeriCade. You roll up during AmeriCade Week, and you see the sights and sounds of all the bikes in and around town and lined up on the, on the curb at night, which is pretty cool. And you went into the expo, and you saw probably mm-hmm. some, of the demo area, uh, uh, demo operations, but you didn't see the, you probably didn't see the main body of the demo operations. Maybe you did. I'm not sure. Um,
1: I tried to do as much demo writing as I could cause Hey, free rides. Yeah, sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I understood. But there is so much more beyond that. So the things that we are working on for a year to make happen, um, most of it, doesn't relate to those things that I just mentioned. So there's this whole body oh. and sea of things going on that um, people who, who don't get in, more involved in the event never realize goes on. Um, so while you had a great time and you did all these sorts of things, there really is this whole other world to the event that, um, <laughs> that blows a lot of people's minds. Like, if I, this is no joke. One of the complaints that we get is there's too much to do in a week. They get annoyed that we schedule too much and they can't do it there's all. A lot.
1: <laughs> would would you say it's a whole new world?
0: It's a whole new I'm not gonna sing it. But, <laughs> it's, but it's a whole new world. <laughs>
1: awesome. Shining, Preston, shimmering, what?
2: Christian, <laughs> thanks so much for talking with us tonight, man. This has been cool.
0: You're welcome. Thank you guys.
1: Yay.
2: Cool. That was cool. Mary Kate. Man, that sounds tempting. I'm I'm and I'm like there's part of me that's like I'm like I have all sorts of excuses I could get out there with, and none of them are good ones. For hi, I'm here, and by the way, I'm going to motorcycle.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to figure sort out of classless. Trying to figure out how I could swing going mm-hmm. and uh, taking taking the fiance, because mm-hmm. you know I went I, I went. By myself that one year. Yeah, it's just not as much fun. And it, there's no you want you want somebody to be with at an event like that. And that that event seems open enough that you could bring your non-motorcycling, yeah. significant other. Totally. They, would, they would still have fun. They'd still get something out of it. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know mm-hmm. if I do take her, we won't be staying at the Murder Hotel. Oh, <laughs> but
2: you're you're a you're a you're a frequent stabber.
1: There, <laughs> hookers Stabby? don't count. Hookers don't count. <laughs> Hookers Uh, aren't people. Oh, okay. We've talked about this, Todd. Hookers aren't people. They don't have feelings. (laughs) They're stacked like cordwood in the back of the hotel anyway. The bodies. Yeah. It's a American. What do you expect? What else are they going to do in upstate New York? (laughs) Uh, Let's got a couple shout-outs we'd like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, One is about the Power World Adventure Woman rally. Adventure Women. (laughs) Happening in July... 21st through 24th in Flying Heels Rodeo Arena in Granby, Colorado. This is an excellent excuse, by the way, to go to Granby. I've never been to Granby. Mm.
2: Well, Granby is very convenient to a lot of extremely good riding. Okay. Yeah. Not
1: just adventure riding, but like... All kinds of great riding. Okay, cool. Yeah,
2: you're, you're like, you could leave and spend all day riding and come back and be totally satisfied no matter what kind of road you're on.
1: Cool. This is being billed as an adventure rally for women and by women,
2: mm-hmm.
1: offering dirt bike essentials, adventure essentials, all kinds of training, classrooms, uh, all the instructors. Putting up
2: with annoying men essentials in the motorcycle community.
1: All the, uh, well, this is interesting. We're, I'm looking at the webpage and it says all of our exceptional instructors are women. Except for that guy in the bottom. Except end. for the guy on the bottom. maybe he's not an instructor he's a he's a resource yeah he's he's a friendly resource so the instructors are all women I Mm -hmm. guess that'll help build like a comfort level yeah I guess yeah Yeah. um but anyways the the website is advwoman.com go check that out and you know excuse to go to Granby and ride like hell yeah and do it. it but end of July so that that looks like it'd be pretty cool good time to be up in the mountains okay one more group we want to give a shout out to is look twice Cincy. Um, a motorcycle kind of safety group out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, their web is look twice Cincy.com. We'll have links for them as well as the Adventure Woman Rally. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: They're just trying to do a little of that. Hey, pay attention! There's motorcyclists,
1: mm-hmm. dummies, like seriously, Dis- guys, distracted driving, no. kills, pe- you know, kills people, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. I haven't seen an organized effort like this, like where we live, to do. Specifically, that no, no. Well, that's
2: that's not entirely
1: true, actually. Um, I'm not familiar with
2: one. Yeah, because the transportation guys, Curt and Company, at the transportation, the DLD and stuff have been. They had a big campaign up, although it was a little dumb of you know asphalt
1: removes tattoos. Remember Mm -hmm. that one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, No, the D uh, our our UDOT does stuff Mm -hmm. about that, but this seems like like a rider for rider rider, by rider kind of thing. Totally. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, go Cincinnati. Go check them out, yeah. Go Cincinnati. Go you. Beating us again. We've got one email. One
2: email. Ken writes, Hey guys, so I've been following the EBR fiasco as it unfolded along with everyone else. Yeah. I've been seriously considering dropping some money on a 2016 RX because I'm a sucker. A risky decision, but I really do think it's a good bike, especially at the price point right now, and I'm a sucker. There are no dealers in the southeast yet, but they, being EBR have been in contact about working something out through one of the other dealers. Other dealers. Other dealers. The whole liquidation company is a bit of a concern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why it would be.
2: I'll, I'll give you that idea. Trucks at reasonable rates, you know. <laughs> so, you know, trucks, man. Scoop by go truck. Uh, it's a bit of a concern, however, the fact that Daniel Herda coming back on among other employees makes me feel like this is a serious effort being put forth. Fair point. I think without a dealer network right now, it's going to be hard for a jail Blow to buy one, especially considering they may have to do their own maintenance depending on location. Oh, sack up. <laughs> I'm a bit confident that I can get yeah. some support from the factory and dealer with certain issues and technical help. Okay. I don't know, guys. I just kind of want to jump down the Buell rabbit hole and see what happens. I mean, sure, I could buy a ZX-10, but that's not as cool as an EBR 1190RX. I vote do it. I think do it. Do it. Do it. Tell us how it goes. Yeah. Let just us know write it. all about it. Come here and let us ride it.
1: Yeah, I think uh, RX is. Oh God, someone's been. People have been sending me price sheets. I forgot what it That's is. That's nice of them. Oh, uh, let's see. The SX MSRP is thirteen. I don't know what the RX RSP is. Probably pretty close. Uh, fourteen. Now, yeah. so I, I, why do you want an RX versus an SX? Do you just want the the mm, racy racy? Do you want to go track with look-y-do?
2: it? I I don't know. That's probably what it is, the raciness and some actual fairing
1: to it. I mean, not a ton. Yeah. That's probably what it is right there. You know, I bet now that I've bought a, a Sprint and I'm pretty much out of market now the market for a year, set. now they're going to just take off.
2: They're going to be rock solid. They're gonna be, everyone's going to be Buell dealers on every corner.
1: Yep. Just,
2: Everybody's going to be like, man, I'm so glad Buell came back. All these bikes they're making are so great. Yeah. I love them. Look at our a- AX. Chuck, I love my AX, man. And my AX2. The Strom finally died and I got the AX2, ah, it's just great. Yeah.
1: I'll be like, oh, I guess it's time for me to buy a bike and oh, out of business. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Damn> it, <Chuck. laughs>
1: all, Why? All across the country's EBRs just explode.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Eric just straight up dies. <laughs> 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 I'm like, oh, all right, take it back. I guess I'm, uh, I'll keep the, the sprint or something. I, I won't buy one. Yep. <laughs> I feel good. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> everything cakes back up. I just can't have one. It's, that's what it boils down to. It's, it's starting to look that way. I can't have one of these bikes. You can have one. You can barely touch one. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit on one. That's about as close cool Oh, Oh, my God. Look what happened. I touched the, that truck. Oh, my God. I touched the right. truck. <laughs>
2: you touched the truck. That's I touched the truck.
1: <laughs> the truck is cursed. That's why they're trying to get rid of
2: it. It's got chuck. They're like they've been scrubbing the chuck for days.
1: There's like these black handprints that just won't come off. <laughs> Every time they bring a priest around it, he dies. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep, yep. I've been, I've been enjoying the pace talking about the, uh, the bike that I sold Chris having toddle over it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, all I did was unbolt it. And he's missing the real scary thing about that bike. Which is? Spiders live in the calipers. What? I pulled the rear caliper off and a spider ran out. I was like, and we're done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Done with this bike. That's why you sold that bike. That's (laughs) the way. What would you do? Burn everything.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Spiders live in the calipers, Jack. Burn it all to the ground.
1: <laughs> I don't think I would have sold it to Chris. I think it'd be a brilliant. little Todd slime. No, there are spiders. You know, mem- in the calipers. Remember that picture with the dirt bike selling on fire? Yeah. That would be that. That
2: guy found spiders in the calipers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's the only rational thing. And you sold it to Chris. Yeah. You sent it to him. I sent him the spiders too. Take that to base. <laughs>
2: oh my god. I mean, I'm sure I drowned the spiders in pushing it a half mile through the rain, but you know. You think. I think, but spiders are crafty. How much Th- have they lived through? That's true. They, you know what? Actually, that bike was in Portland before me. Those spiders lived through a lot of rain. That
1: spider breeds underwater. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. You've sent him a monster.
2: Mm-hmm. It's it's the beginnings of a horror movie. Hey, this bike seems really nice, like a good deal. Like, you know, like, as they're saying this, like the, you see the leg come out for just a second and go back in. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sure everything will be fine. <laughs> but I'm going to work in the garden by myself with no one around. And the figure trailer, the music up real loud. And for some whatever reason, he's naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. got unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a horror movie. He has to be naked. Oh, yeah. And he'll be played by a teen girl. Yes. <laughs> Playing the part of Chris from the Face, a teen girl.
2: <laughs> playing James, a teen girl. <laughs> playing James's beard, strangely, another teen girl.
1: <laughs> Wait, this suddenly sounds like a movie I want to watch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: This is the best motorcycle podcast.
1: We should record an intro for them. We should get, find some teen girls and record, record a it. pace intro. I think that's solid. Hi, yeah. I'm Chris. Hi, I'm James. I like it. I have a really beard. <laughs> 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 and that
2: was how Chuck ended up in jail. Would you
1: record an intro for a podcast? <laughs> we don't all do, do that kind of thing here in Utah, you creep. <laughs> Girl, creep. It's just audio. No, it's just... It's for my pocket. What are you doing? what are you doing? <laughs> are you doing? <laughs> oh that's <nice. laughs> not Why? again! Why can't I ever record girls? I <laughs> a taste, a taste.
2: <laughs> What do you learn this week, Chuck? <laughs> I'm going to jail. <laughs> what have you learned, Todd? I've learned that you know I'm gonna need to work on the band a little more to get the lean condition solved and I suppose I could add a little more power. I could use it, right? Joe, are you going to do anything
1: about the muffler?
2: Yeah, I'll get one that muffles. <laughs> I forget things about that. That's all we got time for this week. Until next week, I'm Todd, and I'm
1: Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next time. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801 4136 Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Help, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps.
2: If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.
1: Do your sex thing outside. <laughs> it's not sexing in here. i go, buy
2: go, a go. nickel for every time go, I heard that. Go.